Last time on Montreal Sauce. This episode of Montreal Sauce brought to you by TLC. Let's talk <laughs> about sex, baby. You and me. <laughs> I forgot to ask you before we started the show. Like I, I had offered. Um, I have lots of questions, but I had offered. You know, you could ask us questions, and we could. Uh, no, I like this. Know. I like this. Just okay. ask me questions. I like. I'm getting a lot out of just like. All right. Can yeah. You just just keep going, man. I'm cool. With no, that. I just was like, I, I wanted to give you a chance, like give you an audio file or something. You can use I, it for your show. <laughs> like, it's all good. Do it. I'm, I'm going to post it up on my website anyways. I think this is a really cool conversation. Um, so why don't we, uh, since we're still talking about the show a little bit, uh, what is uh, Men Edmonton? Like you've kind of described it in the podcast, but. Yeah, for sure. Men Edmonton is a grassroots movement um, that started by two guys. Um, though kind of the same idea that I had, it was just, they wanted to, um, try to understand what, uh, masculinity was all about, but also try to prevent, um, abuse and, um, and, uh, assaults that happened to violence against women, basically. Um, so they started Men Edmonton to try to collaborate, um, with other groups around Edmonton surrounding violence against women, but also to gather, um, a bunch of guys together, um, to talk about stuff like masculinity and to talk about stuff like feminism and to talk about stuff this in a very open and honest manner. Um, I think those peeps are awesome. Like Ryan, for instance, Ryan Valley was on my show, uh, one of the few, one of the earlier episodes. Um, please listen to his story. His story is um, sad, but also encouraging and also uplifting. And um, he, I, he is a, uh, a savant when it comes to talking about masculinity and talking about um, these things in a very open and honest way. I'm very lucky to call him my friend. Um, but at the same time, I, I really appreciate the stuff that Men Edmonton does. Um, and they do stuff for the community for youth. And they do stuff for the community for uh, adults. Um, it, I, I want to plug some. This is coming out live, right? On April 1st, they're doing um, at the Garneau Theatre they're doing a, uh, a screening of a movie called The Mask You Live In. Um, you ever heard of the movie Mister Misrepresentation? No, no, no. So it's a movie about Misrepresentation is a movie about um, about female like um, like basically sexism around the entertainment industry and how how women get labeled and stereotyped in a certain way. Um, the Mask mm-hmm. You Live In is basically the opposite of that and how men get labeled and um, stereotyped in a in a negative way. Um, and they get put into a specific type of box, um, the man box. <clears throat> um, but you know how we are, who we, uh, perpetrate these stereotypes at a young, very young age. Um, you know, for example, telling somebody to man up or telling somebody that, um, this is how it is to be a man and how, how that's how persuasive that is and how persuasive it is in our media and the way we, um, advertise and, and, especially surrounding video games too. Um, so The Mask You Live In, it's a great movie. Um, they're doing a free screening on it at the Garneau Theater. It's on April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's going to be a panel presentation right after that with some prominent members in the community. Um, so be able to ask some questions. I think it's a really cool venture. So I hope to see you there. I'll be there too. So if you ever wanted to say hi to me, I'll be I'll be definitely at that, that screening. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So um, uh, that's how I transition questions. I just say, so um, I just realized that after four years. Good for me. Uh, it takes me that long to read the questions on the screen. <laughs> I have to find my place. And, uh, oh, I know how you feel. <laughs> so uh, do we think, do you think like uh, toxic masculinity is like learned or is it oh, yeah. based on insecurity? Both? Both. Know. Yeah. It's Toxic masculinity is definitely something that you learn as a as a young kid, um, as a young guy specifically. Um, Michael Kimmel, he's a he's a very prolific um, researcher, and he especially does things for like like for misrepresentation or for the masculine. Um, <clears throat> he's he said it says in the movie, he's like, how do you um, how do you start a fight with like little boys? All you have to do is just say like, which one is the which one's the wuss in this one, um, mm. in this group? And they're like, oh, that guy, that guy's the wuss. And like, oh, this guy's. And now from then on, that's how um, men start 
like testing each other. There's a very popular theory. Um, this is research in Vandaloo. It's called the precarious manhood theory. <clears throat> now that means that manhood for us is something that we're trying to achieve gain um, all the time, but people can knock us off that very easily. And this is something that we're always trying to reach and do. So we do those things in the, sometimes in a very toxic way. For example, we'll hide our feelings away. We try to be the stoic person. Um, we don't show um, our emotions in a very healthy or um, involved way. Right. If Over- you do show it, it's anger. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't start with saying my feelings are hurt. You just get angry. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I also do some, um, I personally do a lot of uh, I work with, uh, with some men's groups around uh, people who do, who um, perpetrators of domestic violence. And one of the wow. questions around emotions is that I do as asked them, like, what are the, what are the four main, like, what are the four main emotions? And they say like, well, happy, sadness, anger. And they're like, What's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? And I'm like, it's fear. Like, and you you notice why they can't name fear, because fear for them is one of the hardest things for them to to hear and understand and try to actually live. Right, right. And that's something for like <clears throat> trying to hide that fear is showing to somebody that oh I I'm gonna I'm a better man than you because I'm not scared. And you see this a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, you see this in like sports, for instance, like, like, yeah, I'm a hockey fan. I'm wearing an Oilers hat right now. I'm probably going to check the <laughs> score after to see if they win the game. Um, but in hockey, like it's a badge of honor to, to be hurt and come back into the game. That's like you wear that as like a, as, as a badge on your sleeve and people are very proud of that. But in the end, I'm like, but that's like, that's unhealthy. Like then there's no room for someone to say that right. I'm hurt. Right. Um, and they, you know, there's a big thing about concussion protocols right now. And like Patrick Maroon, one of the, one of the Edmonton Oilers um, said, you know what, like this is a man's game. Like we should be able to figure out like if we're healthy or not. Like if Connor McDavid got a, got a concussion, he should be the one saying that he can come out to the game again. And he basically, he right. repeated it. It's right. a man's game. It's a man's game. So what he's in that underlying message to say that if Connor McDavid put himself out because of concussion, then he's not a man. That's the underlying message of that. And we do this as young kids, like as if if someone says to you, don't don't run like a girl, like run like a man. Mm. Um, don't like don't cry. Don't worry about crying. Like stiff up your lip right now. Like get up and keep going. That's the message a lot of young boys hear. And this is, gets perpetrated with <clears throat> the romantic relationships that they have, um, the people in the relationships that they, that they carry. Um, and that sometimes stems from their relationship with their father or their relationship with their mother. Um, you know, Oedipus complex, I'm sure, deals a lot with that. <laughs> um, I'm sure Freud has a lot to say about that. Um, but at the same time, there, there's a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, like jostling for guys. And I think that's where talks, a lot of toxic masculinity comes from. It's just a lack of what you said. It's a lack of insecurity and a lack of confidence to say, no, I can be my own guy without you testing my manhood. Like I'm just a guy myself. <clears throat> there's right. a, yeah. there's, there's a young man in my school. Um, and he is, he speaks with a British accent and he Wears his leather jacket, wears it in a mohawk. And to to other kids, he's kind of weird because he does this kind of things. But he legitimately does not give a fuck. And I'm like, dude, I wish I was you when I was in junior high. Because this kid does not care. And he's confident. He gets good grades. He's personable. He's social. I'm like, you're a badass. But you don't know that you're a badass. Um, because other people think you're weird. But once you could be, once you're like out of that junior high, once you're out of that stage, you're gonna go far in life because you're confident. You're confident in who you are, and you're confident in what you can do. And I think if people just just try to be confident in who they are without saying, "Is this, am I a guy or am I not a guy?" 
we we could be much better as a human race, <laughs> especially as guys. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, <laughs> masculinity is a is a concept that is well deserving of being uh, modernized. I guess because there are there are virtues that we associate with masculinity. Yes, but all of those virtues can be perverted into something that you know. Okay, you took it too far. And now it's too much. Like, like you were saying, the I think the the example of the concussion, the hockey player that wants to go out, go back out there, even though the doctor says, "No, look, you've got a concussion. You're literally giving yourself brain damage by going mm-hmm. back out there and hitting people again." Mm-hmm. And oh, it's a it's a man saying he should be able to. You know, that's a sacrifice he should be able to choose to make. And it's like, okay, self sacrifice is a virtue in 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 many parts of our lives but hockey is a game mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it, it, we don't uh, that's great hey you know you want to you want to be this tough guy for your friends because you're playing on this team and and you're getting paid lots of money to you know to have a high to have a good performance but it's still a game and it's not worth you know the health of your brain. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's exactly it. And like, and if, and if Connor McDavid, who's a 20 year old man wants to take himself out of the game because he doesn't feel it's healthy, he should have that right to do that and not be questioned yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that should not be uh, um, an insult to his manhood. Exactly. You know, exactly. He, that's just, you know, oh, he's making a healthy decision because maybe he wants to have a longer career. And when his hockey career is done at 35 or 40, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he, he still has uh, a mind to function while he's retired. Exactly. Because uh, we need uh, more hockey players to get old enough to open Tim Hortons. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get hockey. I'm glad about please. <laughs> yeah. There's just too many players. That's the problem. In hockey, there's just too many players. You look at the NBA where there's not as many players and like somebody sprains their ankle. They're like, well, I'm not playing. I'll ruin my shoe contract. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You know right. what? You probably saw that. Right. Like, Nike needs to get in here and just like <laughs> solve the hockey problem. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, maybe in the NBA they could use a little more toxic masculinity. Let's just admit <laughs> that too. But uh. but it's, it's funny that you um, – it's funny you say that too, because it also like then then the Players Tribune. So if you don't know the Players Tribune, it's a it's a website that uh, chronicles uh, athletes. Um, what are athletes' actual thoughts? Um, so they would talk to somebody and they would bring in an article and it would say by the actual athlete. So there's um there's a Vancouver Connect uh, Corey Hirsch. Um, he just recently released an article about his um, problems with mental health and. He said in the article that he was close to committing suicide um, at 21 because he couldn't deal with his depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is he couldn't deal with it is because he couldn't talk to somebody. Yeah. And because as soon as he talked to somebody, someone would question his masculinity in a mm-hmm. sense, right? The question is athleticism. The question is drive. They question his um, stability as a man or stability as a person. Right, um, right. And he was like legitimately this close to killing himself until he talked to Trevor Linden and Trevor Linden said, dude, like, I can't believe you talked to me. That's awesome. Like, let's help you out. Um, And it's funny because sometimes we need to actually like as guys, we need to actually test these things out for ourselves um, to talk to other people. Because some like (laughs) I am also in a view that most guys don't prescribe to toxic masculinity. I would say 90% of guys don't prescribe to this, but they're just scared of saying it. And I think there's a small percentage that actually are toxic, but, or they're just toxic and they just haven't been called out on that yet. But once they've been called out, they're like, Oh shoot, I didn't mean to do that. I'm going to go back to being the good, honest person that I feel I can be. I prescribe to that too. So I, I feel like once we start talking to each other, and this is the reason why I do the podcast again. Um, once we start talking to each other, I think we'll be in a good place. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And a lot of these, a lot of these virtues that I think come along with masculinity are, I, I, they're not specifically necessarily masculine virtues. They're just, you know, they're things that are 
associated. I think honesty is one is something that you would identify as, you know, part of part of being masculine is, you know, the ability to, you know, we don't have to we don't have to cut corners or worry about people's feelings. We can just be honest. Right. Well, we can be still be empathetic and be honest at the same time. Right. We don't have we don't have to be cutting with our honesty, but. Exactly. Certainly honesty is a good thing to have in our, you know, to have in our lives. And there's lots of, there's lots of other examples of that too. Um, But then there's, there are the negative pieces that come with masculinity too. And I think, you know, we've talked about those things a little bit, you know, attitudes about sex, attitudes about women, Mm -hmm. attitudes about uh, violence and, you know, is anger and violence a method to uh, get what you want as a man. Well, it's certainly more accepted that men are more violent, but that doesn't mean that that is a good attribute of uh, masculinity that we have to simply accept. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. And I think that is, that is also a stereotype that, that um, we are placed upon as guys, that guys are more violent and people accept that for some reason. Um, And they just say like, well, this is a, well, obviously boys being boys. Yeah, yeah, boys exactly. being boys, exactly. Boys being boys, exactly. And you know what? That's we can we can allow that, or we can reject that, or we can play with that. So it's like, right? It it is something. There is something to say that there's some boys that are a little bit more, um, more like roughhousey, but and it might be something to do with testosterone. I don't know, but at the same time, like we can't accept this as a true and hard fast that that all men are violent or just have a predisposition for violence, which I heard in one time when I, when someone was saying that it was like, eh, I think we feel anger and I think we should, we should know what to do with that anger and we should know what to do with that fear instead of being violent. I don't, I don't accept violence. I do accept somebody being angry. But when that person said that, you punched him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Just like yeah. round <laughs> high five, obviously, right? obviously. This is a violence smack. <laughs> Talk to your therapist about that, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Oh. And I that's, mean, that's that's one piece of it too that I really thought was important that you mentioned is that um, there is. I mean, there has been for a long time a stigma uh, for both sexes about going to you know see a therapist. And talk about your problems and, and, you know, try to, even if it's not a advice kind of relationship, even if it's just a, I show up to a doctor and I talk to them about what's going on in my head so I can work it out myself. Um, sometimes, you know, everybody needs that. Everybody needs to have somebody to talk to about the things that, you know, give them anxiety, um, make them afraid, um, make them feel angry. Um, and for a lot of people, it's, it's really helpful and effective that that's a person who isn't necessarily somebody that you might have a personal relationship with. It's a doctor. Um, and you know, they can be honest with you in a way that based on your relationship is very different than if you're talking to a friend who, you know, most of your friends are going to be empathetic and try to make you feel better, but they may not necessarily have a concrete way of solving the problem Mm. or you may not feel comfortable talking to them because you know there could be a you know political ramifications to your situation or whatever that is sometimes you just can't you just can't be honest in that way about the thing that's going on in your head um Mm. but we've started to get rid of that stigma i think for women like it's very accepted i think now that women will have a therapist that they'll go and talk to yep. and that maybe they'll even need medication to deal with depression or anxiety. And it is very, very much fought against that men can do that same, you know, yep. that that same thing is true for men. Totally. Um, and I, you know, that's just extremely, extremely unhealthy. I mean, the other part of it that's unhealthy of course, is that the idea that you would have a mental illness at all, whether it's depression or anxiety, and that that might need to be treated with talk therapy or mm-hmm. uh, or or, uh, or a medication, that that's some kind of a character flaw as well, and that's obviously something that we're trying to we're trying hard to get rid of. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you're absolutely right about that stigma surrounding mental health, and specifically around guys that going around um, 
trying to find a therapist or saying that you're going to therapy is, you know, it's a little, it's a little hard. And I, I can admit for myself, I, I even said that too, to myself, like, mm-hmm. like to say that, you know, I, I need to talk to a therapist about this kind of things. It, it, it should be a very open and honest dialogue, but I, I know I get, I get scared and like, like, you know, some days I worry that I have like ADD, for instance, and I worry that I, if I say this to my boss, will this person take me for as a leadership position mm. if I have this, this yeah. mental condition? Right. So this is the things that I worry about. And this is obviously it's going to affect, might affect my work, but I don't know. I should be open to saying that. And I don't think it should be a problem for me to say that. Right. Um, right. And you know, th- that has to do with a lot to play with society as well. But yeah, I think everyone should see a therapist to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. I think we need to shift it the other way. I think we need to look at it as, um, you know, if this person could be open and honest with me about it and he's telling me, you know, well, sorry that, you know, sorry that I've been out, out of the office a couple times over the last few weeks. I've been seeing a therapist about this thing that's going on. It's like, no, hey, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's it's health. It's not just it's not just, you know, mental health. And it's not something that, you know, we should sweep under the rub rug and you're not getting your work done. It's it's like, no, it's your health. It's we need to treat it as seriously as if you had high blood pressure, as if you had diabetes, as if you had cancer. Totally. Um, You need to treat it because, you know, we want you to have a long career here as your boss. I want you to have a long career here as your spouse. I want you to be around for a long time. Uh, You know, as your as your son, I want my parents to be around for a long time and I want them to be happy. (laughs) <laughs> about yeah. the fact that they're still here and hanging out with us. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then I think also like, uh, like one, like you were saying, there's like the stigma. And um, so when you can confront that in yourself and sort of society in general, like at this point, we can really say that it's like a brave thing that you're doing. You know, it shouldn't be as we were just, as Paul's saying, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a brave thing to then do it. And, and I think like for people out there that are struggling, like, cause I have a therapist and one of the first things that I either learned in therapy or in like a group that I went to was to see things through someone else's eyes because I am not mentally well. So then like, you know, to admit to your buddies, like, Hey Herman, I'm seeing a therapist. Like what is Herman going to say? Herman's going to be like, Oh, are you okay? Because he's my friend. He's not going to be like, you're a loser, Mm -hmm. but like, that's what you're telling yourself inside. Exactly. And so you have to kind of take yourself outside and think like, if that's truly your friend then they're going to be concerned about you and it's going to be okay. So just, Go to therapy. Talk mm-hmm. to someone. Yeah, yeah. So. Do I ha- do I have any like? Is there any real concrete evidence <laughs> in my life that yes? Uh, because I think this, um, you know, that the worst case scenario is going to happen. This anxiety or whatever it is that I feel like. Do are other people really judging me from that angle? Probably not, because they have their own life and they're thinking about what's going on in their life. And mm-hmm. honestly, they're probably worried about disappointing you as much as you're worried about disappointing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's another that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. That's another method is like, if you really do like, cause that's something like I love to play in is the worst case scenario. So then my therapist is like, all right, keep going. Like what happens after that? What happens after that? <laughs> right. Like yeah. she right. makes me go through like all the worst case scenarios. And then she's like, so you didn't die. The planet <laughs> didn't explode. Like right. <laughs> right. someone is mad at you. Like are eventually you okay? the oceans raised, but you had nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's so true. It is so true about the barriers you place in your head. And that's sometimes we do have to give a little, people a little bit of a, of, um, I don't know, support, trust, I would say. Trust yeah. that they're yeah. that they have the best interest for you too. So are the Oilers winning? I don't know. I, oh. I, I just I just heard like I just saw a lot of beeps. I was like, hey, is everything good? Oh, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that I've actually uh, listened to all the Modern Manhood podcasts. Sweet. Um, I have to. Uh, I want to applaud your uh, your research of your guests, like. You do good research. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> how, how long does that take you? Like, it takes me, I don't know, 
depends on the person. Like yeah. it's, it's weird because there's some guests that I have that I know very well, or I know of very well. And there's a lot of things I can find on the internet mm. about, um, for instance, like someone like Omar Moellum, there's a lot of stuff about Omar Moellum around on the internet. Um, but for somebody, there's some people on that show that I know nothing of beforehand. For instance, like um, one episode I did with Tyler Bentley and he he emailed me out of the blue and was like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I'd love to tell, share my story um, in your podcast. And I was like, sweet, cool, let's do it. Um, and so we did. And I the only questions I could, it was just to kind of use it as like, a, I don't know, I do I do some counseling. So I, I try to treat it as like a, almost like a mini counseling session. Mm. <laughs> so I was just like, tell me more. <laughs> How did you feel about that? <laughs> kind of those kind of questions. <laughs> so, and those are interesting interviews too. And I think those are great. And I, I recently did um, with somebody that it's not released yet, but um, that I, I just met at a wedding one time and he's like, I love your show. I love to be on it. I have these thoughts. Cool knew nothing about this person. So we just went and started did it and it was great. Um, but if it's somebody I know, it takes me about, I don't know, it takes me about an hour or so just to like, look at like articles, find out the questions that I want to ask. Um, and also an interesting, like I was just reading stuff about podcasting. Um, and it was from a journalist standpoint and it was interesting in the way that she framed it. She said, Trying to find out not just the questions that you want to ask, but like, what are the answers that you want to get? Um, mm. Cause I think that's also important. Like, and I, and I'm pretty, sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes I'm bad at it. Like, cause I want to hear, for instance, a person's um, story. Like if, especially if they talked before about um, addictions or anything like that, I was like, I want to hear about that. Like, cause that's important to me. Um, so I'm trying to lead them through that path and to try to find out. And sometimes it's just, it's like a conversation too, right? Like, right. like if they some they say something, I can pick up on it and just like, oh yeah, you mentioned this thing. Talk to me about that. Or or that's right, you talked about this. Talk to me about that. Um, so it's good. I I feel lucky because I do have a, of a counseling background, so I can I'm I feel good that I can listen to other people's um, tone and what they're trying to say and trying to like do a little bit more pegging questions, but I'm still, I'm not a journalist of any kind. So <laughs> I just, I, sometimes some of these interviews, I just go as, as best as I can. Right. Yeah. I, I find like, yeah, that's good. Like I find um, sometimes it's harder when you do know the person because mm -hmm. I already know the answers. And so then I'm like, well, I'm not going to ask that question. And I'm like, oh, I guess the listeners don't know that but then like i then i get in the other person's head and be like well they're not going to want me to ask that question because they know that i know and i'm like no the audience like mm -hmm. and uh so yeah it's it's kind of interesting but so it's it is interesting um but also like i would encourage especially people who are doing podcasting right now and if you are interviewing somebody that you know that to still ask those questions like i interviewed my cousin my cousin jose and he's a youth pastor in, in vancouver um, and I wanted to get his views just because I think he's an awesome guy. Um, and I've asked him questions I thought I knew the answer to, but then he answered it in a different way. And he answered it in a way that I never really thought about. And I'm like, oh, you think about it this way. I never knew that before. Tell me more. <laughs> um, right. Always something surprising. Like, I, like, it's my cousin, man. I knew him for since he was a baby. <laughs> he destroyed my Super Nintendo when he was like five years old. That's how... <laughs> And he's like this man now. Um, and you but, asked him why, right? Like, oh, yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> why I said did that, you destroy the city? Oh, I said that story at his wedding. Like, because I, I was like, he, when he was, uh, he was eight years old. He was, actually, he was eight. Um, he would come over to my house. And I had a Super Nintendo. Um, and I was playing um, Super Mario World. Um, I don't know if you remember playing Super Mario. I remember when play Super Mario World. Um, but you can get to like 99 levels in Super Mario World, right? And you get a little star in the start of it, and it's awesome. And it's just all these hidden levels. Um, I was at level, I was at 97 levels. Um, trying to find these last two, I don't know where they were, but I was just like spending time trying to find these levels. Um, and he went to play it, and, and I was like, yeah, you can play it. And then the next day, I went to go play it, and it was at zero. I was like, and I was like, open jaw, I don't like, what did you do? I spent so many hours trying to find these 97 levels 
and never let him play Super Nintendo ever again. And then he's like, why did you? I, he's like, oh, you thought I was such a jerk not letting me play Super Nintendo. He's like, oh, no, you were fine playing Super Nintendo until you erased my file. <laughs> 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 I still I still bug him to this day <laughs> about <laughs> erasing my Super Mario World file. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's that's really daunting these days how video games keep like hours like that you've played. Yeah. Yeah. Like Steam, when every time I launch Steam, Steam is like, okay, are you going to play this game? Like you've only played three hours in and I'm like, I have? Never mind. I'm going to go do something productive. (laughs) That's like when the Netflix asks you, is like, are you going to keep watching this? Yeah, I am. Click. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know you've been watching Netflix for too long when it asks you that question. You're like, oh, no, I need to shave. What day is it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica sketch from uh, Portlandia. Portlandia, yep. <laughs> it's a landlord again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should pay the rent. No, just one more episode. Yeah. Everybody, uh, everybody in my department at work is comparing how many hours they've put into uh, Breath of the Wild because almost oh, everybody yeah. picked up a Switch and got Breath of the Wild. I'm the I'm the lone person who's playing it on the Wii U. Oh, do you get bugged about that? It's still great though. <laughs> so it's a it's a fantastic game. I heard. I've heard many good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm surprised you don't have a Switch. That's crazy, Paul. Yeah, I um, I would like to get one. The problem is it doesn't support all of the Wii U games um, at the moment, and Evie has a number of games that she likes to play on the Wii U, and I mm-hmm. kind of don't want to own two systems at the same time. I just don't need to do that, so... No, I, I got it, Mr. Five iPads. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hush now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my other masculinity question yeah. is, uh, is uh, now that I moved here and I do most of my commuting by walking, like uh, – I no longer can like squeal my tires to show everybody what kind of a man I am because I don't mm, have a car. That's so tough. <laughs> do I adapt some sort of strut or? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. You know, like I think you have to just be a product of your environment. Like get like a truck and get like oh yeah, yes. get like one of the get a Toronto Blue Jays baseball hats yeah. <laughs> and like oh, a black shirt. And, <laughs> Um, no, I'm actually kidding. I know some people like that and I'm like, they're good people. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, at the same time though, it's, it's, it is funny how, um, guys, especially guys, females do this too. Women do this too. It's true. Um, but guys do some posturing and the way they do their posturing is really interesting. And that's when you're like, when I mentioned the game, because the game was like, oh, anyways, that that book is ridiculous. <laughs> um, they talk about like peacocking, and they're like, oh, you gotta you gotta be a little bit of a peacock. You gotta wear like something a little bit off, or you gotta wear like a really shiny shiny jacket and just like show yourself off a bit. I'm like, man, you're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is what are you trying to say by by doing that? Is is it that you want attention, but also it's not really you. So it's really interesting where where what guys do to posture and what guys do to show each other off and to show what, what kind of a man they are. And like squealing your tires is like one of them, but you never know. Like, man, that guy maybe just wants to ruin his tires. I don't know. Maybe he's just sick of his tires and just wants to get new ones. <laughs> no, that's, that's an excellent point. Like, uh, maybe he just yeah. doesn't realize how powerful his car is and he stopped yeah, it hard. <laughs> True enough. There's True. no his own power, so it's just like all of a sudden just wants to squilly tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's the way men posture is very um, is very interesting. So, especially when you start thinking about these things in a in a gendered way, you're like, hmm, yeah, this, this yeah. is very interesting. But also, like, to each his own, man. Like, if you're if you're not doing, if you're not causing any harm to anybody, like. Go for it. Like go squeals and tires, play some loud music. 
enjoy yourself, man. We only have a small amount of time in this world. These might as well enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right on. Like I, I learned that lesson on this very podcast because, uh, yeah, we had someone on a while ago like Justin Hall and he was like, we were talking about like the self, the age of the selfie, right? And mm-hmm. I was just like, people just love themselves. And he's like, you don't know, Chris, maybe that person like has some terminal disease and today is a really good day. And so that's why they took a picture of themselves. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm an ass. Thanks, yeah. Justin. Like, you're right. Like, <laughs> but it's the thing, like, I don't think that's, that's an asshole thing to say. Or I think that's like, sure. It's right. a natural thing. Like, of course, someone's going to posture. Some people are going to give them dirty looks. But maybe that person does not give a shit and just goes to do it anyways. So you're right. And this person is right. Yeah. Like we don't, I think as a society, we're always looking for rights and wrongs, but yeah. we don't understand that there's, there could be two rights. There could be poo people that the person looking at, looking at this person squealing their tires is also right by giving this person a dirty look, but also this person squealing their tires is just wanting to have some fun and just wanted to like test out his truck. That person is also right. You're mm-hmm. not hurt. No one is hurting each other. You both can be right in this world. There needs to be some gray instead of this yeah. black and white. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where I think when I was going through my uh, divorce, um, one of the realizations I came on is uh, we do we do that. We kind of treat like emotions as if they're factual things <laughs> like, you know. And, uh, and they're not like, you're free to feel whatever emotion you can. And my example always is like, you know, you could have a misconception about something that I did and be really mad at me. And I can say, Herman, like, I heard you say to somebody that you were a Red Sox fan. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. You're still going to be feeling anger. Like that's how our brains work. Right. So it's going to take you maybe five minutes to calm down. And like, that's, that's okay. Like that's so like emotions are not like factual things. Like, so we can't treat them as rights and wrongs. We just have to like, this is how you feel right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. You calm down. You need to walk away. That's fine. Yeah. It's just to validate that feeling and validate what you do with it. Like, and you're absolutely right by validating people's feelings. I think it's like, we, I don't know. Society needs to, I hate shooting on people too. And I'm like, society needs to do this. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, like I, we'd be cool if, if we just validate some feelings. Yeah. So, uh, what, what about, um, your team sucks? Like, yeah, uh, I haven't listened to that one. I'll be honest. That's so. totally fine. You're not a hockey fan. That's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So I have my Canadian residency card. Don't tell anyone. Like, uh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what kind of hockey fan are you? Huh? Tell me some five players. Huh? Huh? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Alexi Yashin. <laughs> Chris Chelios. Um, <laughs> oh, Chris Chelios. Naming, naming some retired players. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Come on. All these are my guys on NHL 94 on the Sega. Ooh, That's okay. right. You redeemed yourself now. That's <laughs> right. NHL 94. It's a good one. Dino Cicerelli, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Twister. Um, <laughs> he, uh, so your team sucks was um, is, is a – Actually, the first podcast that I that we did that I got myself into podcasting through your team sucks. My friend Greg uh, Shigs, and he he wanted to do a hockey podcast. He wanted just wanted the guys to get together and um, started talking and, and record it. Really, um, and the cool thing is that I'm an Oilers fan. Shigs is a Flyers fan, and my friend James is a Canucks fan. So we all have our own very strong opinions about. Um, the teams that we like. And so this is the reason why we named the show Your Team Sucks because <laughs> they end up calling somebody that they, their team sucks. Um, and so, yeah, like we, we, we talk about hockey. We try to do it in a very fun and funny way. Like we don't take ourselves very seriously. We try to talk about like some serious issues, but it's not very – it's a fun show. It's not – we try to um, make things as light as possible because sports is light. Like – yeah. And I don't like taking sports too seriously because it's still like it's it's a game. Um, so we play things like we one of our favorite games to play is over and under. If we named them something that's overrated or underrated, um, the recently we played something called um, assassinated or murdered. 
Um, so like we always say like, oh, what's the difference between being murdered or being assassinated? Mm. And we're like, oh, it's the importance of the player or the importance of the things. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so if this person got murdered, would they be assassinated or would they got or they get just just regular murder? It's like, oh, this person's good enough. He's he definitely got assassinated. <laughs> or this person, I <laughs> just regular murder. That's totally fine. <laughs> so we don't take ourselves seriously. We're it's a fun show. Um we have a lot of laughs in it and it's the one show where I, and I do apologize to the audience. I just end up laughing for the most of it because I think they're, I think my friends are hilarious. So. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I always wanted to like, Oh, when I was back in Michigan and uh, being a guest on Paul's podcast every now and then, like I always wanted to start my own podcast with my friends about the Pistons mm-hmm. because uh, we just would always get together and watch the Pistons. And at that time, that was when um, they were doing well, but also like Rashid was on the team, and Rashid yeah. is batshit crazy. Yep, and yeah. so <laughs> running yeah. into the stands, punching people in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and Rashid was just like whenever they interviewed him, he'd always say something super weird, and it was just like so every time like he was like at the foul line or something, we're all cracking jokes, and I was like, we should record this, you know? It's just like Rashid's like, give me the ball, I got a chainsaw, I'm gonna shoot some chickens. <laughs> what? Like he was. It was just so out there wild. We just had so much fun with Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Rashid Wallace too. And that was during my era when I like pay attention to basketball too. Yeah, yeah same for Rashid. me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's cool. And how long have you guys been doing your team sucks? Uh it's been like almost two years now. Wow. That we doing your team sucks. Um do it every two weeks. Shiggs on he's on a little hockey road trip right now, so um, shout out to you, Shakes. Hopefully you're having some fun in Philly and going to Columbus too. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, so we're going to try to record on the road and we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So hockey. And then, um, I know like you're into soccer. Mm-hmm. Like are these, your like these are my two sports fashions That's for your, sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Um, I love like, and, and I'm Chilean. So like, Soccer's been like part of my life for a long time. Um, and you know, watching like, I'm sorry, it's it's true. It's like, it's like I got stuck in like Canada and, and Chile, so they're like all hockey mad and soccer mad. So, those are, and then I well, you know, I lived in England too, so that was like, that's <laughs> another thing. No, I was just laughing like, you're you're like. You're trying to build this like safe space to talk freely about, you know, men and like, let's not give in to these like stereotypes. And then you're like, well, I'm Chilean, so I love soccer. <laughs> but I freely admit that I love soccer and, it's, and it is to do with a lot of my up- upbringing. Same thing with hockey. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be a hockey fan if I wasn't Canadian, but I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the same time, it's like, I, I love soccer. I, I, I cheer for Arsenal and I cheer for my Chilean side. Arsenal's not doing so well right now. But the Chilean team's got one couple championships, so I'm happy with that too. So I can mm. brag it into like my Argentinian friends and uh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, I grew up in a hockey house. Like my dad and his entire family played and then like they watched it like nonstop and mm. it was a huge thing. And so I think that's why I'm not much of a hockey fan because it was just like – Oh yeah, Boom, right there, like all the time. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. What Pat Oswald said is like you, like you just end up being the opposite of what your dad, what your parents are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my mom, who's listening, like uh, she never could get into Star Trek because like her brothers always had to watch it, so she's just like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so yeah same you're right. Way, same like, way. I don't yeah. know. It's stuck with soccer though, but it's great. I love playing soccer, and I, lo- I do play soccer every once in a while too. So it's it's fun. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and I heard you tell someone like that the end goal of the Modern Manhood podcast is to sort of build like a community. Yeah, yeah. I I love what Men Edmonton does, and I think that that they make their own community, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, I, lo- I want the Modern Manhood podcast to be a start of a conversation. Um, the podcast is a part of it. I feel like I already started, um, a written blog called the Ferdinand. Um, so you can find it on the Ferdinand.blog, um, which is a blog just of people trying to write stuff about their own masculinity, you know, just about their own manhood, the stories that they have. Um, 
It's really cool. You should check it out. I just started it. Um, and the reason why I call it the Ferdinand was because of the story of Ferdinand the bull, um, who just, it was a bull that got mis like got stereotyped as a bull, uh, but all he wanted to do was smell the roses. So I was like, this is a really cool metaphor. This is why it's called the Ferdinand. Um, <clears throat> so the, I want this, I want the modern manhood to be not only, um, my ambitions are to be a blog and to be a YouTube channel and to be a place where I can teach people about masculinity and about manhood and about genderism in a very safe and empathetic and a compassionate way. Um, but also for people to learn and for also for people to give to that community as well. It's by their written word, by video, by their voice through the podcast. So this is what I mean by doing a community because I do get questions just people send me an email and you say, what are your thoughts about this? And then I answer them. Cool. Thanks. What are your thoughts about this? And I answer them. And, cool. Thanks. So I, I know that there's people that will have questions or they just want to talk and they feel that they have been shut out. And they feel that they don't have the space to ask, ask these questions. Like I said, these, these, what they think of as stupid questions, but they're essential questions. So I want to give them that space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a tough, it's uh, it's really tough. Like it's, you, you got to do, it's a slow burn for one thing, but mm -hmm. I also find, you know, like this isn't one of the many like um, SEO and social media podcasts that exist, but it's, it's really difficult in today's world because there's so much stuff like yeah, to start noise. like a community. And then I also find just with our own podcast, like when Paul tells me the download numbers, I'm always surprised because there's that sort of like societal thing where like, if I don't like something or if I have a bad experience at a store or restaurant, I'm going to tell you, Herman. Mm -hmm. But if I do have a great experience, I probably won't say a thing. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's really hard sometimes to get feedback or to get people to participate if totally. they're really like into something. Totally. And I'm very happy that a lot of people have liked the Modern Manhood podcast. And I'm happy that like I hear a lot of women that listen to it, too. And I think that's great. And I think that. People learn from that as well. Um, like Andrew Bessa, who um, we met during that podcast that we did with Taylor. And uh, she loves she, – she's mentioned it. And Lauren from That's So Maven mentioned my mm -hmm. name on the, um, on the Seen and Heard podcast. And that was such a great – like I felt so happy that um, they mentioned it because they got something out of it. And it wasn't my intended audience. But I'm like, oh, dude, this is this this makes me so happy that this is not just – for quote unquote for guys that it's just, it's for the community itself. And um, that to me is like the, the greatest compliment I could get. So yeah. I'm right. Happy with yeah. That. Yeah. And it's the same with their show. That's so Maven, right? Yeah. Like it's about women entrepreneurs, but it's not like their audience just needs to yeah. be women. Right. Like it's a great show too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to our shows. Listen to theirs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a reason why I, I wanted to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, April 1st at the Garneau. If, you got, if you're listening and you're in Edmonton, uh, that's uh, when playing masks. The mask you live in. That's what it's the called. Mask you live in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And is that at night or? It's going to be in the daytime. Okay. So you'll have some time to hang out at night later on. And like I said, there's going to be a panel about four people. So we're trying to find out who those people are going to be. But we want to get somebody that um, a little bit more influential, a little bit more important, um, not important in the sense of like like someone that's notable, a little bit more notable. So um, hopefully we can get those people. If not, fuck it, I'm going to be in the pattern. <laughs> you never know. We'll see. <laughs> and then uh, Modern Manhood uh, Podcast has a Patreon, right? Correct. It's patreon.com slash modern man pod. Um, you can uh, – this is also helps me as a way to start this community um, and also gives you a chance to – I'm going to start doing some YouTube videos, some small little two-minute YouTube clips um, to try to give you some tips and tricks of how um, to look upon masculinity and to look upon these things in a what I would call a post-gender way or a stage four way, <laughs> I would say. Or even tell you like, hey, go check out this person. Hey, go check out this person. What are your thoughts about this? What are your thoughts about this? To start, about, to start that community. So – um, it also helps me support the support the podcast as well. Like it does take me some money to, you know, buy the recording equipment, going out to these places. You know, I do take some time um, 
out of my own time to actually do this. Um, I love doing it, but at the same time, you know, like it helps me out in any way possible. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I've had this conversation way too many times with Paul, who is like an active community member in Patreon. (laughs) Right. But I always keep getting frustrated because um, that evil, terrible American in me who wants to be like superstar marketing man. Like (laughs) I want to like support things on Patreon with our Montreal sauce Patreon. Yeah. But like I don't trust Paul with my credit card information. (laughs) So... So, so I just need to like suck it up and get a personal account like Paul has so I can start supporting things like yours. Yeah, so. no. And, and, and if you are listening to a podcast, just go to their Patreon page and support whoever podcast you love. If you like in Montreal sauce, dude, support them. Like, cause they, as podcasters, we know like this takes a lot of our time for, to do it and we do it for free and we give you this stuff for free, but at the same time to give us like, to give us a little bit of cash, it's like it. It helps me, I know, in a in a big way, um, and it helps us to do this kind of content in in a very mm-hmm. um, honest and profound way. Right on. Is there anything else you want to plug since we're wrapping up? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Modern Manhood, Modern Manhood podcast comes out every two weeks. Um, we're doing doing an episode that's coming out on Sunday um, with someone named Shea Weber. He used to be a CFL player. Now he does um, a, a program called Well Men. Um, which he takes a lot of guys and takes them on trips. And uh, so I talked to, uh, talked to him about um, sports and football. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to start trying to like check out the Ferdinand.blog. It's a cool blog page. Um, or check out Man Edmonton, man. Check out manedmonton.org. Um, and if you want to be part of Man Edmonton, hit me a line, man. I'll, I'll, I'll set you up with, uh, with Justin and the guys. And uh, yeah. Hopefully, and like if you see me in a podcast meetup, I'm going to be at Pod Summit. Are you going to be at Pod Summit? I haven't decided yet. Well, I'll be there. If, <laughs> yeah, if you want to say hi to me, I'll be there. So just give me a shout and maybe we'll have a drink. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And your Modern Man Pod on Twitter. and At Modern Man Pod on Twitter, at Modern Man Pod on Instagram. Um, and you can find me on Facebook too. So it's Modern Manhood Podcast. Um, just search it on Facebook and you can find it there. Awesome. I'm really happy that you came. It was Dude, really I'm so good happy. This is, this is so much fun. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and yeah, that's uh, how we do these podcast things. So uh, if you want to find uh, me, uh, you can find me at Sick Days on Twitter, S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S, and sickdays.me if you want to find other things that I'm getting into. And then there's Paul. Hi. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me online as well. I am at padizio.com, P-A-D-I-Z-I-O, or on Twitter at Paul D, P-A-U-L-D. Awesome. And you can, if you want to talk to us, uh, there's a Montreal Sauce on Twitter. And also um, there is uh, what a uh, Facebook page as well. I got distracted by the chat room. Mom says good night to everyone. Good, good night, night, mom. Good night, mom. That's great. <laughs> Thanks for listening, mom, and everyone else on the live feed. <laughs> and if you're listening to us recorded, we don't want to leave you out either. So thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks again to Herman for coming out. And uh, there's some sort of sign off I do. Oh, yes, yes. I got it. It's memorized. Yay for me. If life gives you potatoes, remember, make poutine. Good night, everyone. <laughs>